Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. Natasha here. We are reversing trauma with a lot of fun on this podcast by gently confronting your ego so you can find within this space a safe environment to question, to ponder, and to learn, and also to show up as your worst self and still deserve love. Hello, hello, and welcome to the second episode of Having Fun and Reversing Trauma with Natasha. So obviously I'm Natasha, and today's episode is something that is so important to me, something that is so foundational, something that is really mind-blowing if uh, and when this is actually embodied and applied and understood and practiced as basically a core philosophy. And the big subject headline, I'm sure you already know, it's a podcast, but I'm still going to drum roll. Love, L-O-V-E, love. Now, I'm going to bet you about hundred bucks that whatever currency you want that what you think love is is not what I'm going to portray love as in this podcast episode in the core philosophical point of view that I think is very beneficial to hold of love. Now, maybe you do because you're also into these things and hit me up. I'll send you a hundred bucks. So basically, uh, why this is so important is because when it comes to spirituality and philosophy and human psychology, and we think of love, what definition we have of love is really going to highly influence how we understand life and how we understand our relationships. And myself having worked in marketing and sales for the last like 10 years, pretty much, I can guarantee you that, you know, they say that there's like, I guess I'm going a little bit marketing businessy here as a digital nomad. What can I do? So they said, you know, there's three main things that people in life, right? The three pillars, right? The health, the wealth, and the relationships. And actually having spoken with hours and hours of people on the phone, I've noticed that even when it's health or even when it's wealth, those things always really boil down to relationships. People want to have more money. Why do they want to have more money to spend more time with people that they love, with their family, right? Why do people want to be healthy? They want to be healthy so they can do, go and have like fun activities and be more healthy to have longer lives to spend with, you know, their grandkids or whatever, you know, et cetera. So really what we're doing as humans is existing with each other. And so love is really, really, really an important part. And a lot of the philosophy that I use in my life holds love as the main motivating factor of any personality. So especially with the Enneagram, I use the Enneagram a lot. If you don't know what the Enneagram is, I'm sure I'm going to have an episode about it, but quickly here, it's personality typing, nine personalities, and each personality 
is motivated by a core wound that gives them a specific belief about love and how they are able to obtain love and thus their personality is motivated by this this belief and this truth that they have understood about love so that sounds really weird what do i mean by that so my personality type is the type seven it is the enthusiast if you haven't noticed i can get a little enthusiastic yeah. so the type seven has a understanding of the universe in which it lives that in order to deserve love there must be an exchange of pleasure so type seven's core belief about love is that if I am pleasant, if I am fun, if I am making sure that, you know, other people are having a pleasant and fun time, if that is what's happening, then I deserve love. And so this is basically a human error. I don't know what is say error. It's like a human manufacturing default, or maybe this is the only reason why we exist in this universe on this planet in the first place is maybe to understand and recreate our relationship with what we think love is. So we are born and everything and everyone around us thinks and sees loves as some kind of transactional something like a currency. It's almost as if love is a currency. So it's like, okay, I can give love. I can take love. You know, there's more love here. There's more love there. You know, oh, people that are beautiful, you know, people love them more and et cetera. And so what I have discovered through my spiritual journey and my journey of self-development is that this principle of love being something, this, this exchangeable, cultivatable currency is absolute bullshit from the egoic mind. I'm going to say that again. The ego, the ego, the non identification with source, with God, with the beauty of existence, the ego, the identity outside of existence, this, this, this unique identity that you have of yourself, your ego, your mind, human minds is where this currency concept of love comes from. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to say that it's not true. Now, do I really know? Mm, no. Does anyone really know anything? Mm, I doubt everything. I have promised myself in all of my spiritual journeys and all of my everything that I will never believe anything 100%. The only thing I believe 100% is to never believe anything 100%. <laughs> paradox. The more we get into spirituality, the more the paradoxes just become ever present at any moment. So the irony is, as I'm saying this, I practice this, I embody this, I live this, and I encourage you to explore this. And so what is love if it's not this thing that we keep on thinking that it is? And how is this possible? Because you've had proof your whole entire life that, that, this, that this is what love is, right? What? Okay, so if we're going to look at life from a metaphysical quantum point of view, love would be defined as a state, as a vibrational frequency. 
So love is an experience. Love is a state. Love is something that you are. I'm just, just pausing for dramatic effects. Okay. So love is actually something that is created within your being, within your space, within your aura. It's not something that you can give. It's not something that you can receive. It's not a currency. It's not something that you collect. And so the principle with love here is that it is unconditional. And so what that means is that this vibrational state, this frequency, this existence, this, this, this love, this energy of love can exist unconditionally of what is happening in the physical world. So I, I feel like as I'm saying this, I just feel so blessed and grateful that I even was introduced to these concepts because it's so liberating. Okay. It's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you the big boom is coming here. If it hasn't already come for you, it's going to come now. So the thing is, is that we are spending our whole entire lives as unconscious, unaware, dare I say unenlightened air quotes, human beings, living creatures going around chasing love, our whole personalities, everything is about love. How do I deserve love? How can I get love? No, 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 no. When actually at the end of the day, there is no way of getting love. There's only a way of being love. The whole entire existence of life is a scam. Okay. It's a freaking scam. We've been scammed since day one and our language patterns just reinforce the scam. Oh, I love you. How can you love me if love is not a currency thing, right? So actually, if we wanted to say that sentence in, I guess, a grammatically spiritually correct way, if we want to say that we love someone, we don't actually love them because we can't love someone. We can only be love in the face of someone. All right. A little bit of eye rolling. It's like, okay, you're getting into details here, but I mean, like I'm going on the principle that your words create your reality. So I mean, like I'm going to be a little bit careful about how I'm saying shit. You know what I mean? So if, love is only able to be in an existing state and it's not actually something you can give or you can receive. What about how, when you feel like someone loves you? Okay, let's undo this. So attention, affection, care, help, service, intimacy, all of these things that we connect with love are not necessarily love. However, oftentimes if you are vibrating and you are embodying a state of love and you are love, then naturally will come compassion, empathy will come. Also, you know, this, this, the being, you know, caring for someone, um, thinking of them, gifting them things. That's why we have also the love languages, right? And so all of this for me is what we think love is. I would like to rename it, or I would like to introduce you to, uh, to the concept of renaming it, rename it, whatever you want to rename it. I call it, I, I actually don't know what I call it. I call it like in my own mind in my own like understanding of things, I just call them like human connection things. Ah. <laughs> so affection is part of human connection, right? And it, it definitely can be a symptom of love, but it doesn't necessarily mean love, right? 
And so how can we get proof of that? It's very easy. How many people are affectionate with each other and don't actually love themselves or other people, right? Um, look, uh, the sex industry, um, we're talking about like, there's even a song I love, in, it's like a Latin song, and Vendedora uh, de Cariño. They say like the, like the, like the sellers of, of hugs or the sellers of like, of, yeah, like of, of affection basically. So this is a really, really easy way to illustrate to what extent the association that we have between love and affection uh, is there, but it's actually not true that wherever there is affection, there is love. And it's not true either that wherever there is a love, there is affection. That's just a connection that we've made as humans. And so now what does this mean for you on a tangible level? Okay, if you come from a super perfect, balanced childhood where everything was like super clouds, rainbows, and unicorns, maybe this won't apply to you, but if you've had any kind of feeling in your life where you thought that you were not loved because you did not get attention, you did not get affection, you did not get um, all of these other things, compassion, service, empathy, you didn't get you know any of that. And even on the contrary, you were rejected, you were um, violently treated, you were verbally violently treated, all of these things, you got the exact opposite of what we would consider a loving treatment. You thought in your mind, and you've made this understanding, and this understanding of yourself where you are not lovable, you don't deserve love, you didn't get love right? And so now this whole meaning making around love is going to influence your self-esteem and how you see yourself and how you experience life. And that's going to create judgment for you about yourself. And guess what happens when you have judgment from a shamanic point of view? Judgment is actually how dark energies, quote unquote, will be able to come into your aura and like suck out your light. Okay, if your mind isn't blown by this point, I'm sorry, I got nothing else. This is, this is it. Like for me, these were all things that blew my mind like five, six times each. So where am I going with all of this? Your life is a lie. Everyone's life is a lie. Life is a lie. Like I said, it's a scam. <laughs> and so the good news is that nothing matters. Ah, nothing matters. Where is she going with this? What's going on? Even I hear myself and I'm like, oh my God, if I was listening to this, I'd be like, this bitch is crazy. I am. So if we are able to embody this for real, it is so liberating. It is so, so, so freeing to understand that anything that ever happened to you, by you, through you, from anyone else actually doesn't represent your level of lovability because having a level of lovability doesn't exist because love is a frequency, is a state, is a vibration that exists in the universe unconditionally of what's happening in this physical realm. So guess what? If you don't have the money in the bank account that you want, you still deserve love. If you don't have the perfect body that you want, the weight that you want, you still deserve love. If your parents hated you, you still deserve love. If you were the most rejected kid in your whole entire school, in your whole entire neighborhood, in your whole entire city, and you were the biggest loser ever, you still deserve love. Because love is a vibrational frequency that you 
can achieve when you want really and that is your birthright and that is the what i believe natural state of your soul and your true authentic self and so my belief is that when we are enlightened i don't know so i live in india well i've been living in india for the last three years and it's really funny because this culture has a lot it, there's like a culture of enlightenment like people know what enlightenment is it's like this thing samadhi moksha you know it's like like nirvana you know and I think that when you actually reach enlightenment, it's just that you permanently, unconditionally, nothing gets you out of that state of vibration, of frequency, of love. And why this is so freeing is it also ties into Buddhist philosophies. So I'm sure that you've heard this very famous quote uh, from Buddhism, where it's basically, you know, detachment right? Um, the attachment to desire is the root cause of all suffering. That sentence has so much wisdom and it's basically, in a nutshell, everything I've been blabbing about for the last, I don't even know how long it's been, like 10, 15 minutes, I don't even know. So the attachment to desires is directly directly, directly, 100%, from what I understand anyway, directly linked to that egoic mind that is telling you that X, Y, Z equals love. So if X, Y, Z equals love, then you're now attached to that X, Y, Z, right? So if uh, getting a good grade at school gives me attention and gives me positive feedback from my parents. I'm associating attention and positive feedback with love. So good grades give me love. And so now the attachment to this is the root cause of all suffering. This is so true and so wise because what happens now you're attached to this A grade. And now if you get the A grade, now you've just reinforced that. And now you're reinforcing your ego and you're identifying less and less with unconditional love and you're, con you're identifying with conditional love. And now that's setting yourself up for suffering because it's inevitable. What comes up comes down. Nothing is uh, forever. Everything is impermanent. Anicca, all of these universal truths in spirituality that we can see, we can observe, it's going to come and bite you in the ass because you have just reaffirmed conditional love in your life by having an attachment to by associating this desire with love right so the neutrality that buddhism invites into our life the neutrality that the spiritual concept of love being not something that you can receive or that you can give not being a currency but being a state liberates you from ever having a anxious thought or ever giving a fuck about what is going on in life because nothing matters. Absolutely nothing matters because you deserve love anyway. You deserve love right now as you are. You are love right now. You can choose to vibrate at love. Now you're like, okay, well, I want to be love right now. How do I do it? <sighs> Another podcast episode is going to need to be created for that. <laughs> but basically, um, I don't want to say it's a to be able to be love, but it is definitely something that you can practice. Um, and I'm going to drop the M-bomb over here through meditation and through basically different practices um, 
you know, your heart chakra. And even right now, if you want to feel love, just think of something that you really, really love right now. This is a super beautiful exercise. You're able to trigger this state in yourself. Think of maybe if you've ever had like a puppy in your life or a baby in your life or um, someone that you really love, like maybe also like your grandma or, you know, something that is like, that is super sweet and innocent and just full of love that whenever you think of that thing or that person, you just like, oh, automatically like, oh, that is you already triggering that state of love within yourself. So you do have something to practice here, a little bit of practicalness here, understanding how your mind and, and where you direct your thoughts is going to influence your energy. And therefore, if you're directing your thoughts and your mind towards things that trigger this love state in you, I'm not even going to say things that you love. I'm going to say things that trigger this love state in you. Then you now have the power to trigger this state within yourself at any moment. And so we're going to continue undoing conditioning, undoing programming, and undoing all of what the scam of life, now after this episode, I'm going to start calling it that way, the scam of life has sold you about love, and hopefully you're going to be able to experience a really, really, really different level of joy, abundance, and happiness in your life thanks to this. So thank you so much for listening. If you've got any questions about whatever I'm talking about in here, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram, natasha.alternative.lifestyle. And you can also find me on Facebook, Natasha. That's how my name's written, even if it's pronounced Natasha. Natasha Jolinas. And you can also reach out just by by email also natashajolinas at gmail.com all right guys love okay no I'm, I was gonna say love you so much but I'm not gonna say that I am love in the face of you <laughs>